We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey everyone, it's Lindsay Rhodes and I've got a new podcast, The NFL Road Show. Fun and kind of nerdy conversation about the NFL every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I've got some amazing guests that are joining me. I'll be breaking the huddle with the top stories, previewing games. We'll get you set for the weekend fantasy with our Fantasy Friday episodes, and we'll answer some of your questions as well. So subscribe to the NFL Roadshow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome, Irish fans, to our inaugural podcast called Irish Crossover. The idea for this podcast is that we will cross over to other Irish sports. So we'll talk men's basketball, women's basketball, hockey, maybe even some baseball uh, when the spring rolls around. But what, basically, whatever we come up with, it's not going to be football related. So that, that's why we're calling it Irish Crossover. We're going to cross over to something, something other than football. Uh, so today in our inaugural podcast, uh, with me to talk about the Notre Dame women's basketball team is the voice of the Irish, Sean Steyer. Sean, how you doing today, sir? I'm doing great. Thanks, Mr. Vince. <laughs> Absolutely. I couldn't think of anybody better to have for the, 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 the first one, the first Irish <laughs> podcast. So congratulations to you, sir. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. Yeah, no problem. I'm honored. Yeah, I'm honored to be here. Yeah, you should be. <laughs> um, since, since this is the first time we're, that we're chatting about women, the women's basketball team this year, I want to start at the beginning. A um, lot of changes to this program in the offseason, yourself included, right? I mean, yeah, we got a, that's true. We got a new head coach, uh, new assistant coach, 
the new slash old play-by-play voice uh, in yourself for the Irish. So first of all, how does it feel to be back in the big chair calling games? Well, it's pretty exciting. I've been away for a while, but like you said, you know, I did this for eight years beginning. This is my second, what I, what I've kind of referred to as my second first season. And it's 20 years after my first season. This wow. is. I did it. it was exactly 20 years ago, the 2000, 2001 season. And of course you can see a little banner behind me. It's on my wall. That was the season that Notre Dame won its first national championship with Muffet McGraw, of course, and Ruth Riley, Neil Ivey, Alicia Ratai, Erica Haney. I'm trying to think if I left anybody. Kelly Seaman. Yeah. Uh, you know, in, in the starting lineup, that was the starting five. It was the, uh, a lot of first that season. It was, uh, the first women's basketball sellout in the history of what was just then the Joy Center. It wasn't for sale pavilion, of course, back then. It was when the seats were still multicolored and oh, yes. you know, the place looked a little bit different back then. But the first sellout in the history of the program was January 16th, 2001. It was Martin Luther King Jr. Day. They hosted UConn. The Huskies oh, yeah. were ranked number one in the nation. And, and uh, Notre Dame beat UConn for the first time ever that day. And the next week, they attain their and of course went on to win the national champion but the first first season i did it for eight years total and then uh you know just just like what just basically happened to bring it back to 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 me fortunately is uh you know the radio contract went elsewhere it's something that's pretty common in our industry sure yeah that uh you know radio contracts for college and professional teams even you know, get split up or go to different places. And, and I'm at a different station now than I was back then. And, and uh, that's been a good thing as well. So it's pretty, pretty exciting to get back in and, and have a chance to do this once again. And, uh, you know, with a new head coach now, as it turns out as well, Neil Ivy, who, you know, as I said, she was a, a senior, she was a fifth year senior on that, that first season that I did games back then. And now she's the head coach. So it's kind of a, a full circle kind of thing for me I guess well yeah and, and you know like you said Neil Ivey brand new head coach um and it's it's almost like a, a starting over right between last you know between last year and this year you got a new play-by-play voice we got a new head coach uh you know she kind of turned the staff over a little bit um so Neil Ivey part of all the final fours that Notre Dame has been to either right. as a player or as a coach she was a part of both national championship teams uh, one obviously as the point guard and one as an assistant coach goes to the NBA for a year, which I thought was an interesting uh, little twist and turn for her career, but then back as the head coach. So uh, your thoughts on bringing Neil Ivy back as the head coach, big shoes to fill with Muffet McGraw, obviously. No, exactly. And, and I, and I mean, you know, that's, that's kind of the thing because you're not just taking over for any coach. You're taking over for an A. Smith Hall of Fame head coach who was just a couple of years removed from a national championship. And I'll tell right. you, it caught me by surprise when she did. But Muffin is is uh, kept herself pretty busy just based on social media and and some different things. She's done a lot of different things with food drives and helping out, and you know she's always done in the community. And now she's working for the ACC Network as well. So that's kind of an interesting spin on things because uh, every time Notre Dame plays, it seems like they're on TV for almost, you know, every game on the ACC and there's Muffet McGraw at halftime and after (laughs) the games talking about it. So I haven't had a chance to see that yet. I still need to record it so I can kind of 
right. you know, kind of hear some of the things she's saying, but that's interesting. And I think that, you know, from the Niel standpoint, I think that um, just sort of internal rumblings, I don't know exactly what the conversation was like, obviously, since I wasn't a part of it on a day-to-day basis, but it's it sounds like there was, you know, the, a plan was developing for the last few years for, Nie- right. for Niel to take over once Muffet did decide to retire and kind of gain some new knowledge there, you know, some different, uh, you know, different philosophies and different things like that, a way, way of doing things. And like, I just, for, as an example, I was asking her the other day about analytics and if that has kind of, you know, come into her thinking yet. And she said that she'd like it to be a bigger part of things of what she's doing right now. But like when she went to the Memphis Grizzlies, it's a professional team and they've got a whole staff of, of analytics guys sure, yeah. and girls, you know, men, women, whatever that happens to be, you know, they've got a whole staff of analytics and they're breaking all these different things down. Well, it's not quite the same at Notre Dame. You know, I, like I, I remember a couple of years ago, there was a story that popped up about the Notre Dame baseball team and they actually had some students who were involved in doing the analytics. So it's, it's a little different when you, at the college level what you know what analytics i think you're doing you're either doing yourself or you're trying to pull in some you know some students with 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 a background in analytics and data and math and all that different kind of stuff so it's a little bit tougher but you know she said she does want to get into that but you know just big picture i think it's great that neil ivy who's been such a huge part of muffet mcgraw's success over the last two plus decades because her first final four as a player was when she was a freshman in 1997 and you know again you know won the national championship in 2001 as a player and then on the staff for all those other final for the other seven final fours that they went to in in another national championship so I think it was a natural fit and uh, you know she's got just such a great outgoing personality and, and like Muffet you know she also challenges the players both on and off the court you know just not not just as players but as people and as as critical thinkers and things like that. So I think it's been uh, a great fit and uh, you know, it'll, you know, it, from, from a fan because fans are fans, you know, I think that there was a pretty high expectation coming in, even though last year was, was a, a bit of a down year, especially by, by Muffet McGraw and what has become Notre Dame women's basketball standards. But I, I think that there is a good core of talent on this team and, you know, Neil Ivy hit the ground running when she went out and it, within her first week signed two top 15 players who are going to be here next year, you know, who are both guards as well. So there's there's a lot of good things that are still going to be happen, happening with this Notre Dame women's basketball program. Well, it's funny you should mention that because I was going to bring up the recruiting class. I mean, it was a top five class and, you know, she was uh, and she had some experience with with those with those uh, kids before she left because she was uh, you know in charge of recruiting etc but to sign those two and and to have a top five class like that is impressive all by itself and then let's move into the team a lot of new faces obviously they're they're a pretty good freshman class that came in uh transfer so and and the interesting part of this team is that there were so many injuries going into the season that the team almost doesn't even rec- it doesn't look the same as it did game one uh, to where yeah. we are right now. So I guess uh, give us a little bit about this team and, and kind of where they were and then where they are now. 
No, I mean, that's a great point because they came into the season with five different players who were out for, for different reasons. A couple had uh, knee surgeries last year and, and Samantha Brunell. It, it wasn't completely disclosed, but a, a couple of weeks before the season even started, I, they, they let me come over and, and watch a scrimmage kind of from up, you know, from afar, from up where we sit <laughs> doing the broadcast this year. Um, but, you know, she was in a walking boot a couple of weeks before the season started and you know she's still trying to get it find her way back even even though she had a really nice game Virginia Tech. but then you know so there were there were a slew of players and, and I think that that has been a challenge between a couple of those players being out for parts of last year and then bringing in freshmen as as talented as they might be there's still just the whole the mix I mean you know how it is in basketball, regardless of it's men's or women's, finding the right combinations and, and finding players who can play together. And something that I asked Neil about last week, just the fact that defense is so much, so much of defense is about communication. I mean, it's right. you, you communicate at the offensive end of the as well, but at the defensive end, you, you've got to have not just feel and fit, but you've got to be, got to be able to communicate. And when you have five players out there as you're going through a season because there was no exhibition season either who are out there on the floor in a game together at sometimes, you know, for the particular five. And we've seen so many different combinations that she's used. I think that that's a big thing right now is, is players still getting used to each other and how they fit so that they're not just talented pieces, but they're, 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 you know, a good combination as a team as a whole. And I think that that's been a, a challenge for her so far with when you start a season with five players out and then you add them all into the mix <laughs> as the season's going along. I, I think they're still trying to figure a lot of that out right now. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, and, and I want to talk about some specific players here, but before we do, we want to hear from one of our sponsors and that is indeed. 2020 has already reshaped how we work and it's almost over businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient which means every hire is critical and Indeed is here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job site. And that's according to Comscore. Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly so you can focus on hiring the person you need to keep your business going. And unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time and there are no long-term contracts. And now Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria. You can contact them the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. And according to Comscore, 73% of online job seekers in the U.S. are visiting Indeed each month. So it's clear Indeed can help you get the quality hire you need. That's why more than 3 million businesses worldwide use Indeed for hiring. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through December 31st, terms and conditions do apply. Okay, Irish fans, welcome back. And we are talking about the uh, 2020 Notre Dame women's basketball team. 
and just kind of all the trials and tribulations up to this point of, of, you know, having five players out with injury and, and we were talking about bringing them back and, and trying to figure out what those rotations are like and things of that nature. Um, you know, one of the bright spots early on uh, for this team has got to be the play of Maddie Westbeld. And I mean, she was the, the leading scorer, if I'm not mistaken, early on. I mean, she, she was, she had a couple of really great games. And then when they started adding some pieces back, it's interesting to watch her try to figure out her, I guess her new role, within this offense and, and where she needs to be. How, how has she been doing uh, as of late? She's still doing well, but at, at the same time, she just had kind of what you'd call, you know, the worst game that she's had so far. But I mean, that's, she set a pretty high standard coming in because she yeah. was over the first six games, she was averaging 19 points a game. And in all six games, she was in double figures and she ended up with a second best streak uh, along those lines behind Sam Brunel, who started her career last year with seven straight double, double digit. But Westbelt was cruising along and, and looking like nothing could stop her. And then along Clemson the other day and, and uh, that, that double digit streak ended, she had kind of a rough day, hit just one shot. And that was late in the game and, and kind of, you know, hit a, hit a speed bump at the free throw line as well but I mean she has looked great the the thing about freshmen is they're freshmen and even as highly touted as they might be coming out of high school and she was a McDonald's All-American and highly rated and all that stuff you just don't know what it's going to look like until they get on the floor but as as Neil Ivy has said she's got a college body and and you know she she came out right out of the gate strong and she's still averaging over 17 points and Uh, 7.6 rebounds per game so she's still leading the team in both she has probably played outside a little bit more since right. Michaela Vaughn came back and that was you and I were together for that game I think it was Georgia Tech a couple of weeks ago where Vaughn first came into the starting lineup well probably played inside a little bit more she didn't score in the first half of that game and she scored all 21 of her points in the second half I think it just took her a little time to figure it out but you know bottom line is Maddie Westbelt has been nothing short of phenomenal through her first seven games again you know the first seven games of her career and I don't think anyone's too surprised just because you know Cat Westbelt being her older sister and everything I think that there were always going to be expectations but again you just know what don't know what it's going to look like until they actually get out there on the floor no and that makes a lot of sense uh because again those first couple of games, she was the inside presence. I mean, and she was the one that was on the block and, and doing some nice things on the block. I think her game fits better as, as kind of a twofer. I mean, she can go inside, she can go outside, look for those mismatches, et cetera. And now she's, like you said, she's kind of finding her way. Um, and and I, it's going to be fun to kind of watch her progress uh, and find her, her comfort level uh, more on the outside than on the inside. So um, either way, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And I think that uh, I think she's got a bright future ahead of her, obviously. So um, anybody else you want to highlight oh, here absolutely. At, at this point um, and, you know, just kind of uh, talk about the good things that this team is doing. Anybody in particular? Well, I mean, one, like when you look at Westbelt's game, it's a little bit similar to Sam Brunel. They're about the same size and they can both, right. you know, they're, they're kind of that, stretch four maybe type guy or person you know might be the way to explain it where they can play inside and rebound a little bit but they can obviously step outside as well Brunel's already hit 
10 three-pointers in five games since she missed the first couple since coming back. Right. Dara Mabry has, you know, has been really nice to see. Now she came, you, t- you know, talk about coming out of the gate strong. Of course, everyone knows, you know, with a couple of years ago, and you know, she's playing in the WNBA right now. Kayla Mabry on the staff. So you've got another Mabry playing for Notre Dame. And, and um, she, of course, spent the, her first two seasons at Virginia Tech and and hit 155 three-pointers in her two years there, which is the seventh most in program history. And she came right out, hit seven threes and scored 34 points in her debut for, for Notre Dame. Hasn't quite, you know, found that same groove since then. She's given them good things, but you know, she was she was seven of 14, I believe, in that opener. And she is seven out of 18 since then. So, you, you know, between a combination of just, team's kind of focusing on her even a little bit more since that first game and 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 just not quite you know that, that was a lot to live up to for you know because that 34 was a career high to begin with abby prohaska you know she's she was a fan favorite as a freshman a couple of years ago she missed last year because of uh a blood clotting issue that she had and she's back this year and, and she had 12 points the other day against Clemson and I mean she's not someone who they're necessarily relying on to go out and score a lot of points but she just she's that fun player you know there's there's a reason she's a fan favorite she she was the team leader in charges drawn a couple of years ago and even though I don't have an official number on it this year uh just she is she is the team leader right now in drawing those charges just just always kind of making hustle plays she had a big steal late in the game against Virginia Tech in their comeback win over Virginia Tech a couple of weeks ago uh, you know, so she's always fun to watch. And and uh, Anaya Peoples, uh, the, the guard, has also been really good. She had a couple of double-doubles early, and she's been fairly consistently in double figures as well at 11.4 per game. And, you know, she's someone else who had an injury last year, a shoulder injury that she's had to come back from. But uh, it's just, to, to me, the biggest thing is you've had three players, Westbeld, Peoples and Mabry who have started all seven games and then everyone else it's kind of been a combo since then and again it's I think it's just about what's the rotation going to be who are because she's kind of narrowed down narrowed it down a little bit but then like against Clemson the other day a bunch of people started getting in foul trouble so it throws your rotation off and what you're going to do and those kind of things so but that's that's just the biggest question is who who's going to be that kind of core Mm -hmm. that that she wants out there on the floor when, when the game's on the line. Well, and the thing that she's got going for, and, and she meaning Neil Ivy, is she's got she's got a deep bench. Uh, you know, there's right. a there's a lot of bodies that are that they can play, and uh, you know that's not necessarily the case on the on the men's side. Everybody's always talking about how they don't go very deep, but the 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 women's side that's a completely different ball game. It's she has so many bodies that it's finding the right combinations that work together and finding enough minutes uh, for those players because. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I mean, you mentioned it earlier. The freshmen had kind of a big impact early on when they didn't have those five players, and now they've kind of taken a back seat. But we know they can play the game. So again, right. it's it, it's just finding those minutes. No, that's exactly it. Like Alasia Hayes, the freshman point guard uh, from Tennessee, hit, hit these last couple games, she kind of went uh, a game or two. There was one game where she didn't play, I don't think, and then the next game where she just kind of played 
some sparing minutes, but these last couple of games, she's given them a really nice spark. She's a good ball handler. She's right. you know, good athlete who can drive and get to the basket. And she hits her free throws as well. She's seven out of 10 at the free throw line. So yeah, it's, it's, you know, again, it's just a matter of finding the right combinations and when you can get some of those players out there. And I know as freshmen, it can be frustrating because you're used to being a star on your course even on your aau team and stuff like that now you come and you're not in there as much or you know maybe in a lot of these cases where they are in there early but now they're not because all these other veterans are back so they they've got to be patient you know neil ivy has been patient you know she keeps kind of reiterating it's about figuring out who they are they're going day by day trying to learn a little bit more every day and and uh, see where it all goes no, absolutely. So the, the team right now sits at three and four overall, one and two in the ACC. Um, what's their schedule look like o- over the next couple of weeks? Uh, are we looking at uh, some winnable games here? Uh, you know, just depending on how you see things kind of playing out here uh, over the next few weeks. Yeah, well, it, they've got a little bit of a break. They're, you know, they've got 11 days in between games uh, since their last game when they played Clemson they're, they're going to go to Miami and it's interesting Virginia Tech twice and they're also going to go to Miami twice this year so I'm not exactly sure how all this happened but they played Georgia Tech a couple of weeks ago so they're going to go to Miami on New Year's Eve and play a one o'clock in the afternoon game then they've got Georgia Tech coming back to Purcell Pavilion again that's going to be a tough game that uh, they just dropped that game a couple of weeks ago, they're going to go to Boston College. They're going to go to a ranked Syracuse team. And Pittsburgh is better so far this year uh, than, than they were last year anyway. So it's a, it's, it's a pretty unrelenting schedule <laughs> in the like ACC. It. And I mean, you know, again, like I know fans got used to Notre Dame dominating this thing in, in Notre Dame's, what, first six years in the ACC. But uh, it's a lot tougher. NC State ranked number four in the country they beat the number one team in the country south carolina a few weeks ago so it's you know you got louisville to deal with as well so the, there aren't going to be too many gimmies on the schedule when you look at, at what's going to happen in the acc this season no it doesn't sound like it uh but we will be coming back to you more often because we want to hear how this game or how this season <laughs> is going uh, all right so we will definitely be coming back to you before we wrap this thing up we need to hear from our last sponsor, and that is Bet Online. Football is back in full swing. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use the promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Okay, welcome back, Irish fans. Sean, I want to thank you for joining me on uh, our Virgin Go here uh, on the <laughs> Irish Crossover Podcast. Why don't you let everybody know, uh, I don't know, your Twitter handle, uh, you know, how people can, uh, you know, follow you and uh, and follow this Irish women's team. Sure. My Twitter handle is 
at Sean WSBT. And Sean, of course, is the Irish way, S E A N. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so you can find me at Twitter there. And, of course, all of our games here in the uh, South Bend market are on live 99.9. It's 99.9 FM. And uh, the Neal Ivy Coaches Show is on WSBT. And, of course, I'm on Sportsbeat uh, with you sometimes and with Darren Pritchett as well from 4 to 7 o'clock each and every weekday. Not not this week and, and not during the holidays. We've right. got a little bit of time off. But uh, that's where we are, whether we're talking Notre Dame football, men's and women's basketball, whatever it happens to be. We're on from 4 to 7 every weekday on 96.1 FM. So that's where you can find me. That's right, Sean. I, I want to thank you again. Uh, that That's Sean Styers, the play-by-play voice of the Irish women's basketball team. And again, you can hear him as co-host of Sports Beat, uh, which airs on 96.1 FM, WSBT Radio weekdays from 4 to 7. And next up on the Irish schedule, as uh, Sean uh, iterated earlier, is on New Year's Eve in Coral Gables against Miami. That's a 1 o'clock tip. And you can hear all that action on Live 99.9 locally in South Bend or through the UND.com website. So uh, we will be back with another episode of Irish Crossover Podcast soon. So until then, thanks for joining me.